Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is Kali Satyagraha-Witt. Dakini Kali is a highly skilled, deeply loved, and widely respected facilitator and practitioner of deeper dancing, bliss dance, cuddle parties, cosmoform meditation, and Advaita Tantra. Whilst also being renowned for the sacred space, she holds for the support of women's spiritual awakening through red tents. For example, Africa Burn, Spirit Fest, Learning Man, and Retreat Yourself. She's also a popular world music DJ. Kali counts herself blessed to have been trained and inspired by some of the world's leading edge teachers in embodied awareness, as well as South African traditional healers, and devotes herself to the revolution of love that's needed to reinvent the world anew. She's also the custodian of Santa Fe Soul Sanctuary in the Klein Karoo in South Africa. Welcome, Kali. Thank you so much, Emmy. I'm delighted and honored to be on your show. Thank you, Kali. It is an absolute blessing to have you with us, and I am super excited to be learning from you today. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to start by asking my guests, what does sacred feminine power mean to you? So for me, it means that we recognize we are living in a dimension of form of manifestation and as such she is sovereign of all form of all that is manifest all matter is her all sound or movement is also her and as such man woman all of us should be bowing to her and not only learning from her, but being directed by her deep-sensed intelligence because she, she is directing all of life. She is optimizing the cycle of life, the circle of life, birth, life, death, rebirth, life, death. She is in charge of all of that. And it's so important for me that we all bow to her, man and woman alike, because it's not about gender. This is about the consciousness of the feminine, which creates all form and held by the masculine, which is space and presence. Um, and so that, that's his realm. His realm is space and her realm is earth and all the form that lives upon her. So we need to really pay our respects to this deep feminine wisdom. And particularly now at this time, as we are coming to the end of the epoch of patriarchy, um, we need to come back into balance, not only with the deep feminine, but the deep masculine as well. They need to dance not only dance, but actually make love. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I believe that's where we're going as human consciousness. We are um, evolving into the age of unity consciousness. And that involves maturing the feminine and masculine consciousness into adulthood. We've been in kind of this uh, childlike um, form of the masculine and feminine, even in matriarchy. In those times, I believe it was an immature expression of the feminine, patriarchy, an immature expression of the masculine. And now we're coming into adulthood and uh, the heart chakra and unity consciousness. But because we're coming out of patriarchy where the feminine has been very repressed and exploited and denied, ridiculed, even um, persecuted, it's important to to get her back um, on her throne first, and then we can um, address the masculine. So that, that's my view, is that we all need to bow to her, man and woman alike. Mm, that is such a beautiful way of expressing all of that. And I love how you talked about the 
feminine and masculine maturing into adulthood. That's such a, an awesome yes. way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we don't want to over um, um, go, go too much into the feminine and, 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 and be in a confusion where we kind of uh, revere the old matriarchal epoch because that had its day and it had its expression. Patriarchy has had its day and had its expression. And so that old, that, that old matriarchy wasn't, wasn't mature. And it also went out of balance, just like the, 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 you know, the patriarchy has gone out of balance. And we had to go there. It wasn't a waste of time. It wasn't anything to regret. We needed to go there as consciousness. Um, so we've gone through our childhood, if you like, and we're now stepping into adulthood and bringing the mature masculine and feminine together for the first time ever we are stepping into unity consciousness and it's a mature um, expression of that consciousness and this is very exciting because this is where I believe humanity will evolve into superpowers this is when we will really grow exponentially mm. Absolutely, I resonate with that so, so strongly. I'm also mm. hoping that also we, uh, we are maturing into adulthood, but I really hope that we're also keeping that playfulness and that silliness of the inner child with <laughs> us as well. <laughs> well, that's, that's the interesting thing, um, Emmy, is that it's not about losing the little ones, mm. um, the little girl and the little boy inside, if you want to use those um, terms to personify the junior masculine and feminine, even though I am stressing that they're not gender specific. We all have an inner masculine. We all have an inner feminine. Mm. Um, but just to, just to keep things simple, we personify them as little girl and little boy. Um, they are delightful. Um, and we must have our inner child. Our inner child is all about spontaneity and creativity and curiosity and playfulness, as you say. Um, but until now, they haven't been parented. Until now, the little girl didn't have mommy and daddy and the little boy didn't have mommy and daddy. And children unparented um, are either very destructive or uh, they go into a collapse. They, they just can't cope. It's, you know, it's, it's just too much. So it's not to say that our little ones, our inner child children are not important. They are but now they're going to be parented for the first time. They're going to have a mature mother and father overlooking them. Mm, beautiful. Overseeing them. And so we, we're coming into a kind of nuclear family, if you like, from a consciousness point of view, using this, this symbology, if I can keep with this, um, this metaphor. If you think about it, there are the four directions, north, south, east, west, they are the four main elements of air, earth, water, and fire. And they are the four chambers of the heart. And we're coming into the era of the heart, the age of Aquarius. And so you have mother, father, son, and daughter. Um, so I see um, how all of this is perfectly designed and how it all fits together. Mm. Oh, I love that. And, and the number four is such a magical number as well. And we're going to be seeing, I believe, more and more of that as well as, as number sequences and mm. getting deeper into symbology around that as well. Yes, yes. I think the sacred geometry um, is becoming more apparent to all of us. Um, and numbers are very important to, to notice um, the threes, the sequences of threes, the fours, the sevens, um, you know, these numbers all carry significance in different ways. I'm not an expert in numerology by any means, but um, that was just something I really noticed recently when I was meditating upon unity consciousness and why it's so powerful. It's, it feels so whole. And the word whole comes from And holy comes from the word root word whole. So I feel like we're coming into wholeness um, as humanity for the first time ever. 
And this is very, very exciting. We don't have a map. We don't really know what it's going to look like or feel like. I think we are required to trust um, and have faith that this is where we're going. Because if you had to say to me, well, what is it going to look like? I can only say, I don't know. <laughs> it's so brand new. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I could talk to you about this for hours and hours, Kali, but <laughs> I, I would also love you to share with us one challenge that you faced on your life's path that's really helped you to, to activate the sacred feminine power that you were so beautifully describing. Right. Well, um, I was working in advertising. Um, I was a, a strategic planner and I really went right to the top of that industry. I was a a director of two top London ad agencies. Um, and then I came back to South Africa when I had my daughter and um, I continued working flat out, crazy deadlines, lots of stress, very much in what I would call my junior masculine, just doing, 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 busy, busy, busy. But it was kind of action without meaning other than I, I wanted to earn and I wanted to be successful. But beyond that, it didn't really have much meaning and um, my watershed was when I went horse riding one Sunday. I used to ride every Sunday. And I got catapulted off my horse and landed on my left leg and shattered my left kneecap. Mm. And that literally brought me to my knees. <laughs> I, I was so, um, yeah, I, it was such an, a major shock. And I had to look at why why my left leg and why my left knee? And it, it really was my body saying to me, you cannot go on like this anymore. You cannot be in this masculine doing, doing, doing role. It's, it's going to affect your health. It's affecting your relationship with your child. And you are ignoring a very important part of yourself, which is your feminine. And so from that big accident, where I was in a wheelchair for six weeks, and then I had loads and loads of physio for about another three months, um, I got to reflect deeply on what is the feminine. I felt very comfortable in the company of men. I felt very comfortable in boardrooms. Um, I didn't feel comfortable with women. I didn't even trust them. Um, and I didn't know anything about what is the feminine sensibility? What is the feminine wisdom? What is feminine intelligence? I had no idea until that big, big accident. And it was then that I, I woke up. Um, I was forced to slow down. I was forced to reconsider my life. And so I'm very grateful to that horse. <laughs> and I think horses are also very um, mystical animals and they work mm. in service of humanity so um, that, that, I think, was my big wake-up moment. Mm. Wow. Yes, literally talk about bringing to your knees. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a humbling experience. <laughs> mm. I can understand. Now, now you've already started mm. to open this up a little bit, but what would you say was the divine meaning or the hidden blessing in that accident and how, how it's supporting you and directing you on your life's path now? So as I mentioned, it, it really forced me to slow down. Um, mm. I didn't have a choice. And um, it, in slowing down, I got to recognize that I wasn't enjoying what I was doing anymore. In fact, by the time I left advertising at the age of 50, I was ironically selling unconsciousness, which was um, I was I was um, um, selling alcohol, promoting alcohol. Mm -hmm. And it became so um, the gap between where I was interested and where my life was going as my spiritual awakening started to happen. The gap was so great that I, I just recognized in that downtime that I couldn't carry on doing what I was doing, even though I was earning good money. I had a lot of status. My life was um, relatively affluent. Um, I, I was so empty inside and so deeply, deeply unhappy that I 
took the plunge and I left advertising. I literally walked away from 25 years of expertise and experience and, and recognized that my calling was actually to hold healing spaces. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know how I was going to earn the money to, um, you know, cover my overheads. I was a solo parent at the time, um, but I just jumped. I just leapt off the cliff. And here I am nine years later, and um, the great mother has supported me all the way. I've been guided. I've been um, really, really deeply supported in, the, in that decision that I took um, to leave advertising, to leave selling unconsciousness and to, to support consciousness, to support healing and transformation. Mm. Beautiful. So, so how do you hold healing spaces now? What is it that you, you do? So the way I work is um, the way I experience how the masculine and feminine make love, which is that she feels everything because she creates everything. So she is, she is connected to every single living life form. And her job is to sense everything through her body and then to decide what action is required in order to optimize life at any moment in time. And once she senses that, she distills it into what I call tangible, concrete, masculine language, as opposed to this very feeling sort of abstract language of the feminine. And she directs the masculine into immaculate action. So his job is to execute the what. She decides what he executes with beautiful, single-pointed, focused, skillful action. So for me, there are two aspects of the mature masculine. The one is he holds space and presence for the, for the feminine. She can't create, she can't feel all that she needs to feel unless he's holding her and giving her the space and the presence in order to feel everything. Once she feels everything, she um, distills it into action, into a directive for action, and he executes it for her. So this might be my inner feminine and inner masculine, or it could be my inner feminine speaking to an outer masculine. Um, it, it doesn't really matter. But these two um, principles, this is how I've experienced how they operate when they are in lovemaking and not at war. When they're in lovemaking, he recognizes she needs space and presence. She feels everything and then she directs the action and then she doesn't interfere in that action. She trusts him to execute immaculately, which he does. That's his expertise. So in my life, that's how they've been dancing. And it's how I um, share with, with my clients. So I, I do session work with clients who come to me, they face challenges in their life, or they, they might feel like they don't know what their purpose is, like I was feeling before I had the, the, the riding accident. I felt very lost, but I honestly didn't know what to do or where to go. Um, so I often work with people who either are experiencing massive challenges in their life or they are feeling very purposeless and lost or empty, depressed, anxious, many, many reasons why people come to me. But it's always because they're facing some sort of challenge. And for me, I, I believe it's important that they understand the, these basic principles. It's, so, it's such a pity they don't get taught in school. We don't get taught any of this in school. Mm. Um, and when, when my clients, um, when they directly receive this transmission of how these two energies or principles make love, just so that the whole cosmos manifests so that we can take the next breath, when we understand how they work and we start to live in that way, it's amazing how quickly 
we get aligned with natural law. Um, and I spell that L-O-R-E mm-hmm. as opposed to man-made L-A-W. Mm. Um, and, and it's like it's like getting into the slipstream of the cosmos. When we, when we start to dance in the way that the masculine and feminine dances, when we start to live from that place, life starts to become beautiful. Even when it's difficult, it's still beautiful because we have this deep understanding of how life is living itself and how love is loving itself. Mm, that sounds absolutely gorgeous, Carly. Um, how, how would, let's say that somebody is falling in love with everything that you're saying and they would love to start experiencing this for themselves. What, mm. what, what would they need to start doing to really start to experience this dance or this dance or this lovemaking between the masculine and the feminine? Mm, such a beautiful question. Um, one of the things I do jokingly say is just do everything in reverse do everything opposite (laughs) to what we've been conditioned to believe whatever we've been programmed to believe do the do the reverse so like turn everything in the opposite direction and if you just do that um very often um we get into the slipstream because we we're not living according to natural law right now so Mm. um the first, the very, very first fundamental principle is to recognize, and I'm going to use just layman's terms, she is the boss. <laughs> and we're not saying women are the boss because we're not really speaking about gender here. Um, but she, the feminine principle who birthed all of us, man, woman, trees, animals, birds, fish, everything is birthed through her. So she is the boss. And of course, we've been living in about 5,000 years of a, of a kind of consensus reality that has denied her, her sovereignty, her power, her beauty, her wisdom. Um, so this is why I say we have to start with the feminine. And this is the first reversal. Instead of putting rational intelligence as our God, as you know, putting that on our altar, We need to put the sensed intelligence of the body, which includes rational mind, doesn't exclude it. It's just one of the multidimensional aspects of her feminine wisdom. Mm -hmm. We need to put her first. She is the starting point of everything. So for women, it's a little easier to come back into the body and to feel our bodies and to connect with our emotional intelligence, because we are more, we have a greater affinity for her. It's way more difficult for men because they have been conditioned not to feel their emotions Mm -hmm. and to trust in logic, you know, in in rational scientific logic. Um, So I work with women primarily because I believe that when women heal, And when women start to embody this um, sensed intelligence of the divine feminine through being in their bodies and their bodies being connected to the earth, their wombs in particular connected to the womb of the mother, the great mother, Pachamama, Gaia, whatever we want to call her. Um, When women get it right, when we start to embody her and live from her direction, Um, men will come into alignment automatically. So I often say when women heal, the world will heal. Um, And it it is because men are going to find it that much more difficult. And I really have a huge amount of compassion for men because if women are finding it difficult to connect to their bodies, how much more so men are going to find it really, really challenging. There are some men who can, who are connecting to the feminine. And there certainly are men who are holding space for the feminine. Um, As men are awakening, um, they are holding presence for us so that Mm -hmm. we can feel it all and heal it all in our bodies. Mm -hmm. 
But the first, the first, first step is is to become embodied, and that doesn't mean. Um, a lot of people say to me, "But what does embodied mean? Does that mean that I must get really fit and healthy in my body?" And I say, "That's lovely, but that's not what um, embodiment is. Embodiment is when awareness floods every cell of the body." with it, it's every cell in the body is awake and present to this moment exactly as it is so it you know you can be a top athlete and be completely disconnected from the wisdom of your body in mm-hmm. fact often top athletes overstep their body override mm-hmm. their body don't mm-hmm. listen to the body you know it's that whole no pain no gain you got to push you got to push you got to push and so that's a very disembodied um, uh, way of being Um, So it's got nothing to do with levels of fitness or how much yoga you do or, um, you know, how how healthily you eat. It's got to do with how much awareness is present in the body and how connected is your body to the earth. Mm. And also to the, the seasons and the cycles because nature moves in cycles and in seasons and we do too. When, when we're attuned, we become cyclical beings as well, rather than linear beings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And of course, women are so closely connected to those cycles just through our own menstrual cycles as well and our sacred blood. And Correct. the more we learn to work with that, the more easier it becomes, I think, to also embody that wisdom. Correct. And, and this is where we are fortunate in that, you know, our bodies are the replica of the feminine. We are guided very much by the moon, her cycles. Interestingly, she has four quarters as well. We were talking about the four. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and so women should, if we were living according to natural law, we would rest solidly for seven days out of every 28 we would naturally go within and we would go into multidimensional time, multidimensional space, but we wouldn't be doing what we do as women in daily life, which is nurturing our families, our communities. Many women are working, so they're very much in the masculine. If we were living according to feminine law, we would be resting every seven days out of every 28. And most women say to me, gasp, you know, there's no way I can do that with my busy life. But if we really want to get back to, um, to the deep, deep power and the deep, deep wisdom and healing um, energy of the feminine, we have to start changing our lives. Um, you asked me earlier, how do we start doing this? We have to start getting unbusy. That's the first thing. Because you mm-hmm. can't even hear her whisper She doesn't shout. She whispers. We cannot hear her guidance unless we are quiet and we slow down um, and we we start to attune ourselves to the rhythms and cycles of her. When we do that, then we can hear her very clearly. Mm. And then, then from there we direct either our own inner masculine or if we have a a beautiful mature man in our in our lives we can ask him to enact her wishes mm. beautiful i have goosebumps all over me just listening to you it all resonates so very strongly <laughs> <laughs> and something i wanted to share with you amy because this is only just dropped in for me recently i've been meditating on what is the masculine cycle because men have cycles too. They one number one, they're in bodies. So they're again, they're they're in feminine form as much as we are. It's just that our gender is female and their gender is masculine or male. Um, but they must have a cycle. And I realized it's daily. Ours is seven days out of every 28, but the masculine or the male cycle is they need to rest for a couple of hours every single day day Mm. just like the sun the sun rises you know the sun doesn't have phases like the moon doesn't wax and wane the sun comes up and it's the sun it's the full sun every day the only reason we might experience it differently if there's a bit of clouds about you know the weather changes but the sun is always there consistent 
and full every single day. It comes up and it goes down and it comes up and it goes down the same every single day. And so the male cycle is actually daily, which is so interesting. I've been trying to work out what their rhythm is. And it's it's almost like the cliche of, of the old nuclear family where daddy came home. He always had his chair next to the fire with his pipe and his newspaper and his slippers. And no one could disturb dad, you know, for a couple of hours. Or he would go into his man cave, you know, or his study. And in a way, that cliche is actually, I'm starting to recognize that is the natural law of the male. Mm-hmm. He needs to rest a little bit each day. Women are able to multitask and do many things. But after, um, uh, what is it? If we're resting for seven days, after 21 days, we need to have seven days rest. That's how our bodies are um, optimized. Mm. so I can't prove this scientifically it's just something that has dropped in for me through deep 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 meditation and inquiry Mm. I I love that and it makes absolute Mm. sense in in fact one of my my teachers um, does exactly that in in her own business she takes the last week of the month off and she does exactly Ah. what she wants to do so she's kind of following those natural cycles there beautiful and you know if we if we as women um want to operate out of the deep masculine as a and i'm not talking about the immature masculine um, but the the deep masculine Mm. um if we want to be in that um then then you know if if our lives are moving more from the deep masculine than the deep feminine then we should be resting every single day a couple of hours every day. So it doesn't really matter whether you more orientate out of the feminine or you more orientate out of the masculine, but it's just recognizing how, how nature replenishes herself um, and how the natural world, the whole cosmos um, works. When we, when we live according to those natural laws, we live optimally and we get less ill, you know, we start to, you know, thrive as opposed to just survive. Mm -hmm. Makes so much sense. And I think that's probably also why there is this potentially unconscious to a certain extent, kind of rising awareness of the need to more and more live according to the cycles of nature. And so many people are choosing very consciously choosing that kind of a lifestyle, either living completely off grid, moving to new surroundings or putting in place plans to do that in the future. Exactly. And in a way, this COVID pandemic has been a great gift because many people have been forced to slow down and reevaluate their lives and um, their values in life. And um, this has led to a great shift. I'm seeing it here in my little town in the Klein Karoo, where so many Cape Tonians are wanting to come and live in the Karoo. One, because technology means that they can pretty much work from home. And many people now are moving to work from home. And secondly, because we, we, we recognize that we cannot carry on the way we've been carrying on. Um, it's unsustainable. It isn't a way of living joyfully and vibrantly. And so there is, a, I, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing just in my little microcosm of my little village, a huge shift um, towards living closer to nature. And what a blessing that is. Mm, absolutely and I would also think that it's it's not not just because of the 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 alleged pandemic that we're going through but also just the fact that the feminine is rising and it is rising very very strongly at the moment isn't it oh yes it is and uh you know there's there's, it's it's almost like a double-edged sword because on the one hand there is this beautiful um, alignment with mother nature and living as you say off grid and becoming more conscious of what we consume living more lightly on the planet treading a lot more lightly and consciously however the the other side of it is that we get to feel it all we Mm. get to feel everything and 
one of the things I share with my clients is how to develop capacity to feel because when we start to feel everything, because now we're embodied and as that which is embodied, we start to feel everything that mother nature is, is creating and destroying because she's both the great creatrix and the great destroyer. Um, mm. it, it can be very, very overwhelming for people who aren't used to feeling their feelings. And now they're not only feeling their feelings, they're feeling everybody's feelings. And yeah. there's so much despair and fear in the world right now. There's very mm-hmm. high levels of, of anxiety in the zeitgeist. And yeah. so one of the things I share is how to, how to feel more. Because when you're in the feminine body, you're going to feel it all. The beauty, the ugliness, the ecstasy, the agony, the fear, the excitement, the love, the hate. You're going to feel all of it. And mm-hmm. where... where um, the masculine comes in is that the mature masculine must hold her with presence. Without his presence, she goes into collapse. She either numbs out or she disassociates, disembodies, goes into a private world or goes into manipulation. So, um, you know, emotional blackmail, nagging, those are all aspects of the collapsed feminine. Mm -hmm. So, more than ever, I also say to men, you've got to step up. You have got to be present to us. Don't judge um, the feminine for her feeling everything. This is not her being hysterical or mad. Um, she has to feel it all. That is her job. It is part of being in the body of the feminine. And a very important thing that I teach is that the opposite of rational is not emotional. Mm-hmm. The opposite of rational is irrational. Yeah. Emotional is a deeper intelligence that includes the uh, includes rational intelligence. So EQ is a deeper intelligence. So when women feel it all and when they're emotional, they're not mad. They're not hysterical. They are feeling everything that needs to be felt through their bodies and they can do it when men or the masculine holds them in presence. And we as women can feel it when we held by the masculine. And the minute we get dropped energetically, we can feel it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that experience where you feel the, the presence and then it disappears and it's like being dropped from a high height? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it yeah, hurts. So the, and it hurts. <laughs> And it's not about fixing or solving her. She hates that. Presence means simply being there with an open heart. Mm. It doesn't interfere. It doesn't try to fix or solve. It, and it's not detached. This is, this is a big confusion in spiritual um, communities. This idea that the masculine is detached. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's detached from any outcome because she decides the outcome. She decides the what, but it is present and it is a loving presence. And it's, and, and, and that's very important because so many spiritual men I know or men in the spiritual community will say, Oh, you're so in your drama and, you know, get over it. And I can't commit to anything because, you know, that's so attached and attachment equals suffering. Mm-hmm. And that is actually just a, a, a deep confusion in my experience. Mm. Yes, that resonates again very, very strongly. And thank you for putting that into words in such a beautiful way. Yeah, it's, it's important. I think, um, you know, the feminine is attached as as a tree if i'm not rooted as a tree if i'm not attached to the earth i'm going to fall over so Mm -hmm. she is attached she's meant to be attached she's attached (laughs) to everything she creates she's the mother of Mm -hmm. course she's attached and the masculine is detached in the sense that it is it's not vested um in this creation she is but he holds it he gives it all the space it needs and he is there as witness 
and his presence is deeply appreciated and deeply felt. And that's, that's what enables her to feel it all. That's how she can do it because of his presence, his holding. Um, and then when required, she asks him to, to take action, which he does. When she doesn't ask him, he can rest. He can just be present. Hmm. So you can see how this is a reverse of, of the way we've been brought up. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's really quite, um, it, it's quite, it, it, the mind just goes like, I don't get it. You know, it really <laughs> struggles with this. But hopefully our bodies, because our bodies know truth, you know, deep down, we know truth. So when we hear this, um, most people I, I sit with go, oh, I know this. I recognize this. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is true. This feels true for me. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the embodied knowing. <laughs> it's in your cells. That, <laughs> it's in the cells. And the, and the cells start to wake up. They start to mm. like tickle us with, 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 with excitement because they're like, finally, you know, these human beings are getting it. <laughs> They've grown up through their infancy and now they, they you know, they, they, they really, and this is where we come, as I say, into our superpower, where we really get to be co-creators with existence. When we start to understand, and I mean, I'm boiling it down to the absolute most simple, simple essence that I can possibly speak it as, because obviously it's very complex, but I'm trying to distill it to its absolute simplest essence. Um, But when we start to wake up to this is how life lives itself, this is how love makes love to itself, wow, life becomes an exciting, amazing adventure. And we are supported by existence. And we we can start to let go of trying to be in charge, let go of trying to be in control, and just slip into that flow, that beautiful river of life, we just begin to flow. And, and in my experience, what happens is everything becomes effortless. It, it becomes so easy mm. um, because I'm not doing it. I'm just allowing and surrendering myself to be in the flow of life rather trying to, trying to you know, command and subjugate it. Um, because you know we got taught that we were we were um, you know the superior life form on Earth, which mm. was a terrible terrible myth. We're not we're not superior. We're in a very privileged position to be conscious um, mm. or to have consciousness as a gift if we wake up to it. But that's a privilege, and with great privilege comes great responsibility. Mm. Um, and it's not for us to dominate nature and exploit her and repress her it's ours to actually serve her um Mm -hmm. and and so yeah when 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 we when we come into this natural law into this flow of how life lives itself it's amazing how exquisite life becomes and for me almost every moment is love making Mm -hmm. love making has become so much uh, ex- so much more expansive to me. You know, before I used to think lovemaking was penetrative sex. That mm-hmm. was my limited definition of it, you know, with a bit of feeling and affection attached. But now, the way I live life now from the deep feminine held by the deep masculine, every moment is lovemaking to me. Every moment with everything, every tree, every blade of grass, the wind on my skin, every being I'm with, our conversation is lovemaking. You know, when there's Mm. a deep, authentic connection, it's lovemaking, isn't it? Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a love bath. It's a love bath. And everything becomes... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 you know, the beautiful thing is when, when when we are living in this flow and where life becomes, you know, a matter of, devotion actually devotion to these beautiful divine principles of the masculine and the feminine for me even washing the dishes becomes bhakti or devotion um 
every everybody I work with, it's seva, it's deep service. Um, and, and it's a privilege and it's an honor. Whereas when I used to work in advertising, it was a grind, you know, it was the daily grind. And I would wake up in the morning with a sense of dread, you know, because I wasn't living my true life or my true purpose. Um, and it, it takes courage to step out of the consensus reality. Um, it takes great courage, but it's so worth it. The rewards are infinite. Mm. And I think in many ways, our planet almost depends on that at the moment. It does. It does. Mm. I, I would say more than the planet, I would say the entire cosmos mm. is holding its breath. Yeah. Praying and supporting humanity to tip into unity consciousness. And so what I also share with my um, clients and all those who I work with in my community is call on your ancestors, call on your guides, call on the archangels, call on your power animals. The whole cosmos is here to serve humanity and to help us to evolve into unity consciousness for some reason. And I don't know why I can't, I can't prove it. It's just a message that comes through me from the deep. We have so many allies, so many beings that are in the, in the etheric realms who are standing by our side saying, when you call on us, we are here because they can only support us with free will. We, mm -hmm. you know, they cannot interfere without free will. So we have to ask and we ask with great reverence, respect, humility, and um, do, you know, do a little simple ceremony. You don't even have to learn how to work with the ancestors or the guides the most important thing is humility and reverence and to come with the, with an, with the unknown, unknowing mind. You come saying, I don't know, please can we have support? And you'd be amazed at the support that's available to us right now on the planet. Mm, absolutely. Well, wow, Kali, you have given us so much wisdom, so much deep, deep awareness here so i'm deeply grateful for everything that you have shared oh it's a great pleasure and of course there's many many layers to what we're sharing here um i do whole retreats on um the you know on the heroes gamos the inner mm. marriage of the masculine and feminine the sacred union of masculine and feminine because we're coming out of the age of duality into the age of unity into non-duality and unity consciousness and so there's a lot to it and as i say i've been speaking in the most simple of terms hopefully i haven't oversimplified it um no. but i find that taking out all the jargon and all the esoteria and just bringing it back to basics things that we can relate to um really helps um it's helped me and it's i've seen such transformation, rapid transformation in people once we just get back to these basic, basic building blocks. Mm, beautiful. Now, Kali, I know you've also got a gift for our listeners. Would you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so one of my modalities that um, really helped me to drop into the deep feminine and um, to start to feel my body and to be able to hear the intelligence that and wisdom that was available to me through my body was through conscious dance. Um, so I'm a conscious dance facilitator. And I mentioned right at the beginning that movement and music is part of the feminine, all music, all movement, all poetry, all art is she who is. So dance is a very beautiful way for men and women to be able to start to become embodied and to start accessing the wisdom of the body. So over the years as a dance facilitator, I became fascinated with how music is also as a transmission at the cutting edge of consciousness. And many musicians who are awake and embodied are channeling the, the, the wisdom that is available to us from the cosmos from the divine feminine and the, and the divine masculine. And so I became fascinated by sacred music, music medicine or medicine music. 
Um, and I put together dance journeys on SoundCloud that are curated in such a way that if you, even if you don't have a facilitator, um, you know, giving you um, direction into, into conscious dance, just by dancing to that music, it will take you on a journey and it will support the awakening of um, the sensed intelligence of the feminine. So I have, I think, about 10 or 11 sound journeys, dance journeys on SoundCloud. They are free. You're welcome to access them and dance to them. And I am about to, probably in the next couple of days, I'm going to be putting a sound journey up, which is um, going to be entitled Dancing the Deep Feminine. And all the music is a transmission of feminine wisdom. And so that is going to be my latest um, dance journey. And I would love to share that with all your listeners. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much for that. That sounds absolutely gorgeous as well. And I look forward to doing the dancing myself as well. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> now, uh, now, Kali, just, just quickly, if, if our listeners wanted to get hold of you or find out more about you, where would they go? Right. At the moment, my website is under development. So mm -hmm. you can find me on Facebook under Kali Satyagra, Dakini Kali Satyagra or on SoundCloud under DJ Kali Satyagra. So either DJ Kali Satyagra or Dakini Kali. Um, and just by looking me up on Facebook or on SoundCloud, you're going to find me. And ultimately, there will be a website, which will be kalisatyagra.com. Um, Brilliant. But that's Thank probably only going to be available in the next uh, two, two months or so. It will be finished. Okay. All right. But at least our listeners have a way to find you in case they feel like they'd like to connect you, with you more. Yes, thank absolutely. You. Beautiful. Well, Kali, once again, thank you so much for sharing everything that you have shared and really going into this depth with sharing your wisdom. I truly, truly appreciate that. Thank you, Amy. And thank you for the work you do. Um, I love how you're connecting women globally how you are giving voices to um, feminine wisdom all over the world and sharing it with people all over the world. So I really want to bow to you and honor you for the work that you're doing. It's so important. It's really, really imperative that um, we all start to wake up um, for our beloved planet and all our relations. Mm, thank you so much for that, Kali. Now, everybody, mm. let's just for a moment focus our intention and our awareness on this beautiful and powerful mm. energy that's being activated. And just imagine sending this energy to everyone, everywhere on our planet, to remember that we truly are all one. And the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for being here.